You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mike with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you, we bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. Uh, we uh, shoot straight, we, we don't BS anyone, and uh, here we go. And it's another podcast, Lewis, uh, except this week we got a game at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's game time. You got to love it. Been you a long time it. coming, I'll tell you. Yeah. I mean, the you know, the, the preseason games aren't what they once were, right? I mean, no. you know, they're kind of they're, – they're really watered down now. They're, they're less than scrimmages. I mean, you know, they're, they're really just scripted practices. Exactly. You don't see a lot of the starters um, much at all anymore, and for good reason. You know, we, uh, but you know what, we get to see some of these younger players, you know, some of the backups, you know, we'll see the quarterbacks behind Tua play quite a bit to see what we've got there. Um, you know, the, the receivers battling the the offensive linemen, you know, they're saying Brissett's having a nice camp. Well, that's good. I mean, we, you know, we may need him at some point. So, um, that's great. If he is fantastic. I mean, Mike, we know what he is. You know, he we know what type of quarterback he I mean, is. Basically, Omar Kelly said it's the best backup quarterback he's seen here since Chad Pennington. Wow. That's that's nice. And I you know the best camp, I should say. Not necessarily the best quarterback, but he's having the best camp, the best camp. Of, of, yeah, of a backup quarterback since Pennington. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, so that's encouraging, uh, because I know we both have doubts about him and uh we don't have I don't have doubts about him per se Mike I just know what he is you know I know what he's capable of doing I mean he's not a guy that's going to kill you Well no no but you said he's a guy that you feel is not going to come in and win you a ball game Yeah he's not the type of guy that's going to bring you back from a 14 or 17 point deficit that deficit that's you know that's my issue with him you know he's not that type of quarterback can he manage games as a starter 110 percent and can he come in and make plays in the uh goal line offense absolutely he's a big strong guy uh the colts used him quite a bit in those situations on third and fourth and shorts you know he came in and and he's capable of running for first downs in those situations because he is a big guy so he's going to be valuable in certain aspects if Tua goes down for a game or two he's a guy that I'm confident in in regard to coming in and winning you football being capable of winning football games but He's not the type of guy that's going to come in and start slinging the ball all over the place if we're behind and they decide to bench two at some point. So let's hope we don't get into those situations, you know, to where we're we're constantly in games and two is playing well, and then we should be fine with him as a backup. So, Lewis, the team released their, uh, you know, week one preseason depth chart yesterday. Right. And uh, you've taken a look at it. Do you want to go through it and see what, let's talk about what you might find surprising? Let's start at the offensive line, right? You know, you've got, we talked about this over the last few podcasts. Um, Eichenberg, they have penciled in at left guard, and they have Dieter penciled in at center. Uh, to me, those are surprising. Eichenberg obviously is having a pretty good camp. He's impressing people because he's ahead of Kinley and some other people across that offensive line as far as a starter. Yeah. So that's nice to see. And the fact that uh, Dieter in season three, 
is our starting center. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mike. Exactly. I, yeah. I don't know if he's winning by default right. or if he's winning because he's just absolutely playing very well. So I guess we're going to find that out come preseason because I know these offensive linemen, they're all going to be in there going again. Even in these scrimmages, they're all going to be in there, right? I mean, these aren't the type of guys like the Devontae Parkers and the Will Fullers and and Albert Wilson's of the world that aren't going to be on the field an awful lot, that they kind of know what they have in them, so you're not going to see them playing a lot of uh, preseason football. But guys like Dieter and Eichenberg, they're going to be out there. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that all unravels, but, um, you know, that's a big surprise to me. Um, you know, Albert Wilson obviously um, is having a good camp, and he's ahead of Waddle right now in regard to that third receiver position. So, um, you know, we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, that, I think, is a positive. You know, the fact that we've now got a little bit of depth there with Albert Wilson having a good camp. You know, that's on the offensive side of the football. Um, other than that, you know, there's not really an awful lot. I mean, everybody's in place as we expected. You know, that's that. You know, we have some depth at that uh, wide receiver position because everybody seems to be making plays. Well, I mean, we knew he would. I mean, we've we've got legitimately six to eight starters there, you know, guys that can come in and start. Right. Now, you go as far down as Isaiah Ford, and he's a guy that's been on and off productive for us, and he's way down in the depth chart, you know. Right. So uh, what does that tell you? You know, that tells you that, you know, we've got a lot of football players at that position that are that are playing pretty well. So, and there's only how many that are going to make the team, Mike, in your thoughts? What, what are you Six. thinking? Six. Six. So, I mean, you've got Bowden, you've got Malcolm Perry, you've got Hollins, you've got Hearns, Isaiah Fort. Yeah, and Grant. <laughs> you throw, well, them all, throw, in, throw them all in that mix and somebody's not getting a job. Well, yeah, listen, I'm glad you mentioned Grant because right now on the depth chart in, return, in regard to returning, He's number one at both kick returner and punt return, right. and I expect him to be there when the season starts. I, I don't think there's any doubt that this guy's going to be part of this football team this year. Well, so. I think so, too, and I know a lot of people you know, were cutting him a few weeks ago, but I, I told them slow down, and they didn't want to listen to me, but I'm still going to say slow down because he just may make this team. And he's supposedly having a decent camp as well. So, he is. You know, in, at, he's, at, in regard he's to having his occasional position. drop like he normally does, but Mm-hmm. He's also making some nice catches, and uh, you know his value, as I've said a million times, is in the return game. He's a very good returner. Mm-hmm. One of the best. I say it all the time. He's one yeah. of the best so in the league. You got to so. let him do his thing. You know, if that's his thing, uh, you let him do his thing. Listen, do you want do you want him getting cut, Mike, and and New England picking him up? Right, we could play them twice a year, and he's just killing us on return. I mean, we don't want to see that. You know, he's no, got and, and he's the other got thing is, you don't want Waddle back there. I don't think uh, because of the you know risk to injury. Why why do that unless Waddle it, you know proves not to be a starter? You know, if he, if he stays down the depth chart, then that's a little bit different than maybe you want to use him on returns. Right, and I think we will see him on occasion back there. You know, maybe, maybe both of them back there maybe. in certain situations. I don't know. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, getting back to Grant, um, you know, I, I think he's on this football team. Um, 
you know, he, he's the return guy and he adds depth at that wide receiver position. Whereas a lot of these other guys that we're talking about, you know, they don't, they don't have that ability. So, right. you know, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone with having him on the roster. And honestly, Mike, is there that much separation, you know, at, at, at receiver right. in regard to Grant and these other guys that we're talking about? I mean, is he, is he, are those guys really that much better than him? Like well, a Lynn We haven't Bowden. seen that. We haven't right. seen Bowden show that he's better. We haven't seen Malcolm Perry show that he's right. better. Hollins, Hearns. Well, I mean, well Hollins know. has value on special teams as well. Right. Um, so if he's going to make the team, that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Alan Hearns, you know, I would think that he is fighting for a position. Agreed. Uh, yeah, because Hollins is ahead of him on the depth chart right yep. now. So yep. um, it's going to be interesting. So, um, you know, that that's the offense. On the defensive side, I mean, it's pretty much – the only thing, and me and you talked about this from day one when they, start, when they signed McCourty, uh, that we expected him to be the playing safety. the safety yep. position. He was brought in to play the safety position. Um, you know, our team loves to convert old cornerbacks into safeties. <laughs> That's yep. exactly what, yep. what their thought process was. He's ahead of Holland, which isn't really surprising. Not, not to at us. this point. Not no. at this point, no. You know, in a, in a month, that may look different. Exactly. It may look different, but right now, McCourty's a veteran guy. He understands the game of football. Uh, he's played on the floor as it all makes sense, and uh, he's our free safety. So I think he was a nice pickup. I think, if anything, you know, he, he's back there. He's recognizing things. He understands things. You know, he'll be like our quarterback on that on that side of the defense. I mean, if... If you look at it, Mike, um, our defense as a whole, right? You've got a lot of young guys. You yes. really do. I mean, yes. a lot of young guys. I mean, X Man's been around a while, but you know he knows his job. He's going to be out there on an island, and whoever he's in front of, he's got to cover, right? Uh, that's that's his main focus. Uh, but in regard to the rest of the defense, it's a young, young defense. I mean, Baker's got some years underneath him now. Um, but overall, McKinney does, McKinney does as well. Ogba does as well. I mean, there's guys sprinkled in Mike that have a couple of years underneath their belt, but there's a lot of young guys on this team right? A, as well. So, you know, Byron Jones, uh, you know, all of these guys have some years underneath them, but this guy's been around forever and he's seen everything. So, you know, I, I expect him to be a really nice addition to the team and, and a big help on that defensive side. So you're thinking he's going to start over Holland in the regular season? Initially, yes. Um, you know, if he doesn't play well, obviously they're going to look at um, Holland. I think eventually he'll take over. You know, we just have to see how the season goes. But I think, and you know, right off the bat, I think McCourty will probably start. If Holland starts day one, then he's a, a you know head and heels above every, you know above McCourty in regard to um, his playing, you know, during well, the preseason. He's, he's uh, generated, I think, three turnovers this week in four practices. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, if that's the case and he continues to do that through the preseason, then, hey, there you go. Yeah, you know? To me, it's, you know, it's a matter of can he make the calls back there? Does he understand his, his role and everybody else's role around him well enough to, to keep that job and, uh, you know, be yep. the leader back there. If he can do that, then I think he'll be starting. Right. 
He's the last line of defense back there. So right. it just depends on how much they're going to put in him in on regard his shoulders, to right. trust. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, who knows? We still got a month to go. You That's know? it. But, so, uh, you know, he's a guy you want to watch in the, in the preseason, you know, to see if he, if he does step forward. Right. And Justin Coleman, uh, I thought was a nice pickup for us as well. And right now he's number one on the depth chart at that nickel, nickel position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be a step up from Needham. Um, you know, you can never have enough depth in regard to that corner position. You put four corners on the, on the field and you got Coleman and, you know, they don't even have Needham under nickel cornerback anymore. They have him uh, uh, behind Xavier. Behind X-Man, exactly. So, you know, they're I guess they're not even working him there. I mean, he's played a lot of that. But, you know, Mike, things change. And, you know, if Coleman doesn't play well in preseason, then you may very well just see Needham move back over there. I mean, I'm sure with the way the NFL is nowadays with these three and four receiver sets, you're going to see a lot of both of those guys. So. Right. And, you know, this early, these these things are not set in stone. I mean, these depth charts. So, mm-hmm. you know, anything can change at any moment depending on how these guys do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, needs, injuries, force changes, and, you know, all kinds of things force changes. So, you know, going back – Going back to the offense real quick in the wide receiver position, um, Preston Williams isn't even on the depth chart right now, and he's another guy that should factor in at some point. Right. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Maybe they, maybe they put him on one of the injured lists initially. Yeah, he's on the physically unable to perform list, and uh, once he comes off that, then he'll be on the depth chart, obviously. But uh, if he's not ready at the start of the season, they um, – can put him on injured reserve or they can put him on the physically unable to perform list or whatever it is they feel they need to do with him. But, you know, there's different uh, penalties depending on what list you put him on. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so we'll see what happens. But you know, the other thing I want to talk about on offense before we jump back to defense, Lewis, is, is tackle. Mm-hmm. I think we're really thin at tackle. Uh, you know, you look, you've got, if Jesse Davis wasn't starting, then you've got your swing tackle and he can cover both sides. And, you know, on a pinch, he can play guard and you're good. Right. But with, with uh, Jesse Davis starting at right tackle, um, I really think <laughs> behind him, uh, there's not a lot there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how good Adam Pinky is, but we, we haven't seen much of him. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, we are thin. I mean, if either tackle goes down, Mike, I mean, we well, saw what happened. Yeah, I was getting to that. Jonathan Hubbard's on the left side, and, you know, we don't know much about him. But, you know, the, these I am assuming these are youngsters. I, I didn't check their ages, but uh, I'm not sure we have a whole lot of experience behind the guys that are, uh, you know, lining up. And even Jackson himself doesn't have a lot of experience. You know, he was a rookie last year. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we've got a rookie at left guard. <laughs> There's not going to, you know, it, it, we don't have a lot of experience. Uh, Dieter's going to start his first game at center if he continues, you know, to be the uh, the top dog at the center position. Well, he's as been well. there all all off season. He's he's been there. Mm-hmm. They've been, you know, he's taken every practice at center. But no games, Mike. He doesn't but have no a, games. Right. He doesn't have one game under his belt at that center position. So there's a lot of I mean, if you look at it, but see, note, I'm okay with that because I got Skura behind him, and Skura has, you know, has he experience. has some experience. If he has yes. to jump in there because Dieter got hurt. We're good. Yeah. Um, but a tackle, I don't know that we're good. So right. that that was my point. 
And you're absolutely right. I mean, listen, in the draft, we had the opportunity to draft a tackle and to be solidified. You had two young tackles going forward for the next three, four, five years, and we're set. Instead, we decided to take the wide receiver. I mean, he was there for the taking. So, you know, it's a decision that the organization made, and it, it is a position, Mike, to where we are very thin. Um, if one of the starters goes down, we are, you know, like you said, we are going to have issues there. I mean, you know, Davis, if Jackson was to go down, they're going to move Davis probably back over to left tackle, which is what they did last year. And then you're replacing a right tackle. So you kind of have to do two positions there, you know, right. in regard to making moves. And that's never a good thing. It's never a good thing. So, you know, with that being said, you know, we, we, we could have basically solidified that offensive line. Instead, we went, let, let's just hope that Waddell is just that, that much, you know, that much better than a lot of the receivers in the, in the NFL right now. Right. I mean, because to me, the receiver position is abundant. There's a ton of guys coming out of college every year. That offensive tackle position is, and, and we've talked about this. We talked about it before the draft, after the draft, I, I just feel that there's so there's so less of that type of football player than well, there is. There's a reason Houston gave us so much for Tunsil, you know. Yes, and, and there's a reason for that, and the reason is they're tough to get. Exactly. So, you know, we're deep at receiver right now, and not so much a tackle, and that was the decision we made as an organization, as I just said. So we'll see if it comes back to bite us in the ass. Yeah, we got time. Well, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. we also gonna, look. Go, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, I'm just going to say we're not going to know the answer to that this year. You know, that takes time to prove itself. Mm-hmm. The uh, well, for this particular season, we'll know. I mean, if you know, if we do have those issues and we're not able to overcome them, then and then at the receiver position, we don't see a lot of a, a lot of Wad- Waddell. We're able to get by without him for the most part. Then you know it, it, it. We just have to see how the season unfolds in that aspect. Um, we didn't talk at all about the tight end um, that we lost in regard to the offensive. Uh, yeah, Hunter Long depth chart. Yeah, Hunter Long. I mean that that can hurt. I mean I know there's, he was down there's on no, the depth there's chart. no word on you know what exactly his injury is. Just that they took him off you know on a cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to get too glum about it because, you know, it could have turned out to be, you know, maybe in a hyperextended knee and maybe he'll be out a few weeks, you know. Right. Or it could be something more serious. Who knows? But uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious and we get him back. Yeah. And it comes at a position where we're very deep as well. I mean, I don't think he was a guy initially that was going to be out there and, uh, playing an awful lot, not with the three guys in front of them. Um, they're all very, very good football players. They, they played extremely well last year, very productive. And um, I felt he was going to have a hard time getting some playing time. Uh, well, see, I look at that differently. I think he's a guy that you want to bring along so you can determine whether or not Gasicki is expendable. Right. Well, that, you know, over the course of the year, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want... Gasecki, from what I saw of him last year, Mike, I really don't want to lose him. I, you know, regardless of where Hunter Long was, I think that Gasecki is is going to be a valuable part of this football team going forward. Um, you know, he hasn't had any major injuries. 
Um, he, he showed his toughness last year. I'll tell you what, you know, some of the hits that he took and that whole shoulder situation last year, I, I gained a lot of respect for the guy. I really did. You know, um, we were really down and out on him going into last season, the both of us. And, uh, he changed my mind in a lot of ways, my thought process on him. And I think that he's the guy, he's one of the guys that we need to keep as part of this football team because I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I really don't. I think well, that this season is is going to be even better than last year. You know, and, and his hands are great. His wingspan is great. He, he's, you know, he, he catches the ball. He's got great hands. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my biggest knock on him personally is I don't feel he's physical enough at, at once he catches the football. Right. Uh, you know, he goes down very, very easy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't honestly remember him ever breaking a tackle. Now, I'm sure he probably has, but I don't remember it. Right. Uh, so, you know, th- these are things that, that I want to see him improve on, you know, just the, his physicality once he has the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. But uh, aside from that, I mean, that's really my only knock on him. Uh, I love watching him play. I love watching him catch the ball. And, uh, you know, he is a good weapon. Um, he's a mismatch. You yep. know, corners, yep. he's tall. Like you said, he's athletic. And, uh, he, and he's got speed. He's a mismatch. I mean, linebackers can't cover him. That's for yep. sure. Well, he's got uh, generally a size advantage. Size and a speed advantage, yep. as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, he's a player that we need to keep. You know, regardless of how Hunter Long came along, I think that um, if Gusecki did, in fact, um, does, in fact, I should say, have a good year this year, and Hunter Long played well as well, you keep both of the guys, you know, Sheehan and Smythe are, are expendable at that point, you know, and he's a guy that, that is our second tight end on this football team. Um, so regardless of Hunter Long, I always felt that, you know, I, I still feel that Gusecki, they have to think about signing him to a contract and getting him here for a few more years, but we'll see. We'll see. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, it, 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 to me, that position is I don't know that you want to spend $11, $12 million on a tight end. Maybe they decide they do, but I, I don't know that you do that. I, you know, he, he, he has to progress his game, I think, before you make that commitment. But uh, they may feel differently. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On defense, you've, you've got uh, McKinney, obviously, at inside linebacker. You've got Baker at inside linebacker. Do you think those two are going to get the job done? I do. I think they'll be fine. Uh, McKinney, I thought, was a great pickup. I've said it week in and week out. And Baker, you know, the Dolphins feel that, you know, he he signed a new contract. They feel that he's the guy, plays well. We just want some more big plays out of him. Big sacks, big interception. Knock that that ball out of there. Right, exactly. But obviously, you know, the Dolphins feel strongly about him. You know, like I said, across the defense – you know, the starters are the guys we expected to be starters, and and I like it. You know, as you look at the team overall, you know, you got to love it. I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about X-Man, you know, the contract. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, but before we, you know, Wilkins has jumped back in front of uh, Sealer. Right. And, and you're going to see, you know, I think they were just um, trying to throw a little uh, wood under, under yeah, the fire yeah, there and yeah, no you know, doubt. get him going. No doubt. In regard to that, um, 
But, you know, you look across that defense and uh, it's a nice solid 11 there. You know, there's that free safety position with McCourty and Holland competing, I think we'll be fine with either one of them, you know, regardless of who winds up there. Uh, you know, the Justin Coleman pickup that we talked about at the nickel um, adds a little bit of depth at that position. And, um, you know, they're solid. All the way across the board. I mean, I like our starting 11 there. I think our defense is going to be very sound. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm not thrilled about the backup cornerbacks. I will say that. Yeah, well, Mike, there's there's probably 31 other teams in the NFL that aren't thrilled with their backup cornerbacks either. It's not, you know, it's it's not an easy position. I don't position. want to see Igbenogany playing a lot, you know. I don't want yeah. to see uh, – uh, need them getting burnt, you know? Yes. Yeah, no, so, I listen. I'm a little I, worried. I agree, but every team in the league goes through the same thing. I mean, that position, if – I mean, look at Justin Coleman, for example, okay? We picked right. him up. I thought it was a nice pickup because corners in the league, everybody needs them. I mean, it's – you know, it's a – everybody throws the ball in the NFL, so you yeah. have to have guys that can defend the throws. And there, I don't think there's enough – out there that are that are quality quality football players in the NFL. That's why you see guys like um, you know uh, Jenkins uh, and people like that on other teams that got nice contracts. When you just look at them and say, "My God, these guys are average football players," right, exactly. But they're getting crazy contracts because there's just such a need. And there's a shortage on guys that can at least cover half the time, let alone all the time. So Uh all the teams in the league are in the same boat, Mike. You know, I don't think we're any better or any worse than any of the other ones. We just got to hope we stay healthy. Yep. Well, you know, uh, I mean, Howard's had his, has had his injury problem. So him staying healthy is not fully guaranteed, you know, but he Mm -hmm. did stay healthy last year. So that's, that's a, that's a plus in his corner, but uh, yes. You know, we'll see. Uh, you know, that's a position that just makes me a little nervous, you know, just a little nervous. So, mm-hmm. Along with the offensive tackle position, yep, Mike. You're, that's nerv- it. you're nervous. That's you're, it. You're, you're nervous. Show you're very nervous. You're very yes. nervous about yes. this football yes. team. Please stay healthy, guys. Please stay healthy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's how I feel about the depth chart. I mean, you know, I'm – uh, there's, there's a lot of positives on here, you know. I mean, you look at Raquan Davis, and you expect his his career to flourish, you know. And and uh, Ogba showed last year that he can be a force, you know. Now they got, got him a little bit of help, you know, with mm-hmm. McKinney, and uh, uh, you got Van Ginkle, who everybody is excited about, you yes, know. I mean, he's a, he's a guy you just love to watch play, you know. Mm-hmm. You got Benito Jones, Mike, and John Jenkins. Um, you've got some depth. You yes, know, across yes. that defensive line. I mean, as you look at our roster as a whole, I mean, my goodness. I mean, look at how far we have come. You're looking at a roster that's full of guys that you're you're pretty confident in. Yes. You until know, I as far the, as until I get the backup cornerback. Corner and, and <laughs> offensive tackle. Yep. Right. So We'll see. I mean, yeah, listen, yeah. You're, Mike, you, you, we we showed it last year. Your depth can be wiped out pretty damn quick, right? Yep. Look what happened at the wide receiver position last year. But as you said, this this is every team. Every team has areas where they're weaker than others. Absolutely. Yep. So, all right. So we wanted to talk about uh, Howard's contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, I just want people to uh, – 
basically understand what they what they did. Uh, they they basically guaranteed his his contract uh, this year and next year, mm-hmm. uh, and, and basically it's you know uh, he got three and a half million uh, in incentives uh, this year to in addition to what he was getting previously. So it bumped his salary up to uh, somewhere around sixteen million, uh, which which makes him at this point today the highest paid cornerback in the league. Right. So you know if he if he hits those incentives now one of those incentives is making the Pro Bowl now the way it works is uh, the NFL looks at this uh, incentive and and they ask themselves a question is this likely to be earned mm-hmm. is he likely to make the Pro Bowl and if he is if they determine that he is then that's going to count against Miami's cap okay got it if they say oh well maybe not you know this isn't guaranteed then you know it won't count against Miami's cap and that's kind of how they do that so you know it's it's tricky and i don't know exactly what all the uh, other uh, incentives were mm-hmm. but uh, you know they're they're probably all pro and you know stuff like that so right all pro tackles interceptions right uh, breakups whatever the case may be right right i get it you know, so and and next year, you know, they they bumped all. He had a, a per game bonus of uh, uh, if he played every game, he would have gotten half a million dollars. Well, they've guaranteed that to him, and basically, you know, so that that covers him if he gets hurt. So if he gets hurt next year, he's still getting paid, mm-hmm. whereas otherwise he wouldn't have been under the previous contract, contract. before they touched it. Gotcha. So that gave him a little bit of security and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure made him and his agent happy. So, you know, uh, they, they gave him a little bit. Uh, they didn't give him a lot, really, when you look at it. Um, you know, you got the three and a half million incentives and you got some more guarantees. That's basically it. Right. And and uh, it doesn't kill Miami's cap uh, the way you think it might. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they, they promised him that they'll look at it next offseason and uh, possibly, you know, just redo the deal. Right. So, and if he plays this year like he did last year, there's no reason to suspect that he won't be the top paid cornerback next year. If he plays the way he did, he deserves to be. Absolutely. And so, you know, you know, he, 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 you know my opinion, Mike, I, I don't know if there's anybody better. I don't know if there's anybody better either. I mean, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey, I don't know. You know, you, you can go back and forth with it, but you know what? He's a damn good cornerback. I'm happy we have him. And uh, I wish they could just keep him happy because I, I don't like his pouty face. No, I, I think he'll be happy now. I mean, we, we talked about this a bunch of times and we both felt, I mean, even off the podcast when we talked that they were going to work something out. It's only money, you know, and there's always a middle ground. There always is. There's always, there's, there's always a there, compromise. You know, there's but- always a compromise. There's always a solution to the problem. You just have to be willing Right. To, to compromise. Both that, sides have to be line. willing, have to be willing to listen to the other side. Absolutely. And, you know, in this case they were, the, you know, the agent came out and congratulated Miami's front office for uh, getting it done. Yes. And, uh, you know, I congratulate him for get, getting them done. We can't keep losing players. And this is a guy, you know, that is the top of his profession. Yep. You don't want to lose him. We don't have enough of those guys. You know, he's the best player on the team. You don't play games with that. You figure out a way to make him happy. You get him signed and you move on. Exactly. You can't, and, you know, we yep. talk about it. Yep. There's certain players you can let go, you know, uh, you, you know, uh, Olivia Vernon, you, you can let him go. 
Okay, you can let him go. He's a nice player, but he's not the best at his position. You can let him go. Uh, you know, um, Charles Clay, again, same thing. Nice player, not the best at his position. You can let him go. They threw too much money at those guys. Yep. That, that was the problem. I mean, yep. at some point, you got to say, does this guy truly have that value? If right. another team wants to pay him that, then let them do it. I mean, it. But Mike, it really is a thin line that you walk with the with this type of situation. Of course, you know. Um, you know, you look at Devontae Parker a couple of years ago, and um, we were shocked that they brought him back. But the value that they got from doing that was was key. I mean, we didn't want to see this guy somewhere go somewhere else after we drafted him and just become a fantastic football player. I mean, no, and he's still he got he's got a very team friendly contract. Exactly, he does. And you know, going back to my point in regard to Gasecki, I mean, he's a guy that I feel you have to keep these type of players because you're not going to be able to replace them with the talent that we got. Now, Hunter Long is a question mark, but right. with what we have on the roster and what we would have to do to get a guy of his equal value in free agency, it, you know, we're going to wind up spending the same amount of money. This is a guy that understands the position, uh, you know, what, what, what we're trying to accomplish. And you don't want to see him walk, you know, when he's going into his prime, you know, into the prime of his career. I mean, we've seen tight ends like Jason Witten and people like that play for 12, 13 seasons. So, you know, we don't want to see a guy basically going into his prime walk. So, we do have to if we if we don't want to keep treading water and wind up right around 500 every year we have to have guys like that come back and and it, it was extremely important i mean you know as a dolphin fan you know you don't want to see your best players ever walk and you and see them in another uniform and playing up against them and that that's the most disheartening thing as a fan uh, you know, you, you, you become accustomed and you become, you know, they become your favorite football players and then they walk away. And that, that's, that's disheartening to any football team. I mean, that's what I hate about the NFL right now. It's not, you know, when we drafted guys years ago, Mike, the killer B defense, I mean, those guys were together yeah. for years. They were ours know? until we didn't want them anymore. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, they were there, you know, the NFL's changed, you know, you hate seeing a guy like um, Landry, you know, making catches for Cleveland. You know, you, you fell in love with the guy when he was here as a football player. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people, not us so much, but a lot of people, it drives them crazy to see Tannehill doing what he's doing over in Tennessee. So, you know, it, it, is, it, it, it hurts quite a bit to see these guys in a different uniform excelling. And um, it, it, there was a lot of importance into uh, re-signing X-Man. And I'm glad he's here. And he just makes our defense head and heels that much better. I mean, you know, it frees up a lot of other guys. And well, I'm really happy for all the people that bought Howard jerseys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. So, you know, it is what it is. These, these players are going to walk. They're, they're not always willing to stay, you know. These, the grass is greener, so to speak. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's just part of the game, you know. Some guys you're going to have to let go, but some guys you've got to find a way to keep. And I'm glad they found a way to keep Howard. He wasn't exactly a free agent, but uh, he, he could have he forced his way out of here if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. We've seen so, it. Yep.
Yep. Yeah, but Minka, Minka did. Uh, he was under contract, and he forced his way out. So, mm-hmm. yep. You know, it's not hard for them to do, and they know it. So, the you know, the the teams don't have all the leverage that they used to have. Now, the leverage Miami did have was, and they used it, was doing exactly what they said. We're not going to trade you. You know, we don't want to trade you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now you've got to make a decision. It puts the ball in the player's court, and then he's got to decide, okay, do I want to play ball with this team or do I not? Right. And that that was the thing that was surprising me. Because, you know, the whole money situation is fine and dandy, but some of the comments that the, that the uh, press was, the media was coming out with was, was starting, I was starting to question the whole situation as to whether X-Man actually wanted to stay here. I, I, I started thinking, well, maybe he has a problem with Flores. Maybe he has a problem with the coaching staff. Maybe he's not 100% happy with, with what exactly they're doing in the direction. You know, going I believe in. exactly what he said, Lewis. I just think he felt disrespected when they right. went, when they went and they signed Jones to more money than him. And, you know, they drafted Igmanogany, you know, he's putting these things together in his head and he's saying, you know, maybe they just don't appreciate me, you know, and they're trying to lowball me and get me out of here, you know? Uh, so I mean, you know, you can, you can see a player feeling that way. I'm not saying he was right in feeling that, you know, but you can see it. Well, they they had just signed him to a big contract the year prior. So, I mean, if he does feel that way, then that's on him. I mean, yep. I said it over and over again. I mean, they're trying to make this team the best football team possible, and you need cornerbacks. So, I mean, if your skin is that thin, then, then you've got a problem. I mean, you're an NFL football player. I don't care if they drafted three straight cornerbacks in the draft and they were all solid football players. I mean, well, Lewis, you, you know, he had 10, 10 interceptions last year and that gave him, that gave him the leverage he needed to make a stand. Right. Oh, there's no question. Listen, even if he didn't, even if he got to five interceptions last year, in my opinion, he's still the best cornerback in the league. Mm-hmm. Or at least top two. Right, top two or three. And, um, you know, one way or another, you know, he is what he is. So with all that being said, you feel that you should be the top paid corner? Great, that's fantastic. You know, disregard what we're trying to do otherwise. I mean, you need a nickel corner. You need another corner to play opposite you. If not, then you're not going to get that. Let me tell you something. If they didn't, sign Byron Jones and they had to go with Needham last year. Do you honestly think that he would have got to 10 interceptions no last chance. year? Absolutely no not because right. they would have been throwing at Needham all year long. So if anything, that helped him get to where he is right now in that aspect. Of course. So, of and course. He, he's got to know that, you know, so there's a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways of looking at this thing. Um, you know, if he's just sitting out there on an island, Mike, and they're not throwing the ball at him at any point, then you know he's not gonna he's not gonna have the numbers that he had last. Yeah, but year, that doesn't so. take away from his play. He's still keeping that half of the field. Oh, you there's know, no covered, question right? about it. Absolutely, but boy, so. those ten interceptions and in negotiations, sure, are, you know that that's a nice number there. Yeah, it so. sure is. So. And as I said, that's what gave him leverage. You know, he had the yep. best season of his career. And, it, and you know, it, how long has it been since somebody had 10 interceptions, right? It's been years. Exactly. So, you know, it gave him leverage to say, hey, I don't like this. I want more. Mm-hmm. 
So gotcha. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'd rather play a guy, pay a guy like that more than pay a guy who really doesn't deserve it more. You know, right. pay the guys who are playing, and that's that's fine with me. I have no problem with that. You know, right? Uh, I I think they should because that way they're going to have a better team at the end of the day. Agreed. Absolutely. So, all right. So what do you expect to see uh, Saturday against the Bears? <laughs> What do I expect to see? I, you know what, Mike? I have no idea. I really don't. I mean, you think I, Tua plays? Maybe one series. I mean, I think he should. Oh, I definitely think he should. To be honest with you, but I don't think we're going to see an awful lot of him. Um, I think. I mean, me personally, I'd love to see him play a few series but well it goes beyond that i mean you know if he's going to play you want your starting line playing so how long do you want to leave your starting line out there you like know they're going to be out there i mean I, I i made that comment earlier yeah. i think that the offensive line is going to be out there i think they're going to play for at least a half i really do, do. Yeah. do i you? do i really do i think that every single one of those guys across the line with maybe the exception of davis needs to be out there and playing game action. I mean, look, Mike, look across that Austin Jackson, Eichenberg, Dieter, Hunt. Those four guys have to be out there. They have to, they have to be out there. They have to get reps, game competition. You don't want them going into the season and just, you know, trying to make it up there. I mean, they, I, I feel they have to be out there. Now, Davis. You know, he's been around a little bit longer. You know, maybe he doesn't play as much and you bring a guy like Panky in um, or Kenley if, you, you know, if you're going to rotate him around, whatever the case may be. But I think those other four guys have to be out there. There's no, you know, there's no question. Well, remember, they are, they are practicing against the Bears twice, so it's not like they won't have reps, you know, against uh, quality people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just depends. I, you know, it, it depends on how their practices are structured, and uh, um, you know how much how much they actually want them to have. Uh, you know, physicality in in their diet, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, if, if it's me, I think I, I leave them in for a quarter, right? Um, and then I pull them. It's only the first game where we've got three. That's true. Yeah. So that's that's how I look at it because of the uh, practices, you know, uh, against Chicago. I think I keep it relatively light. They're going to be beat up enough, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think at the receiver position, you know, if you do leave Tua in, you know, you leave him in, like you said. I mean, if they're only playing a quarter, you, you leave him in for a couple of series, then you bring. Set in, but yeah. the the bottom line is is that even if you don't go with your top tier of wide receivers, you've got good enough backups to where they should still be productive on offense. Um, you know, you you bring in the three backups there, and maybe Waddell's one of them. You know, and you bring in Isaiah Ford and these type of guys. Um, you know, I think you're still pretty solid. You know, as far as being able to at least generate some offense, you know, Robert Foster's a dark horse on this team as well. We didn't mention him. Um, right. Well, we did last you know, week, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, t in regard to today in the depth chart is what yep, I was yep, referring yep. to. But 
um, you know, you have guys that are capable of making plays. So, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, Tua being out there for a couple of series. I think it'd be great. I think he needs it. It'd be nice to see. We want to see, you know, and we, and we want to see them being productive. You know, we want to see him go out there and, wow, he looks good. He's throwing the ball all over the place. He's hitting different players. They're moving the football. That's what we want to see. If we see that on a series or two, then great. Get them out of there, and and we're happy as fans. You know, we we definitely want to see these guys play. I mean, we're hungry for it. Um, you know, we've been waiting a while, and uh, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see. I don't know if comes. they're worried about how long we've been waiting. Yeah, I know they're all jacked up too. They got to be. You know, they've, you they, think they've so? got to be for the first to preseason game. You think they get jacked up? I I think they get jacked up here. Listen, Mike, if you're putting on football pads. And you're going out there and playing against somebody. Yeah, you have to be jacked up. You, really you know who I think gets jacked up? Who's that? The guys at the bottom of the roster. The guys that are fighting yep. for a job. Those are the guys, you know, that are that are, you know, their ass is burning to get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But the, you know, the starters and and the, those guys, you know, I don't think they love it quite as much as you might think. Yeah. I, probably, I mean, the veteran guys, no, but Mike, our starters, there's a ton of them that aren't very old right? on both sides of the football. Right, so, we covered that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. I, I think they'll be jacked. That offensive line, they better be jacked up because they need to do a job. Well, I yeah. mean, we don't want Tua getting knocked around, you know, on the one or two series that he's going to play. So, you know, and we don't want Bissett getting knocked around either. No, we don't. Know? So we'll see. All right, Lewis, that's going to cover it for uh, today. I think uh, we'll come back next week and, and see exactly what happened in the Bear game and uh, talk about the injuries or lack thereof. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa, slow down. They don't down play football. With... That, you know, things Mike, happen. People Mike, get hurt. Don't jinx us. Do not. Please do I not I said say or that. lack thereof. That's oh, not a jinx. I covered Lord myself. Do not mention that word. What word? Thank you. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's All your right. biggest fear, you know? Of course it is. Always. Always so, preseason. All right, yeah. Michael. Sounds All good. All right. So thanks for uh, joining me this afternoon or Very late morning. <laughs> and uh, we started late morning. It's now this afternoon. And uh-huh. uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Until then, fins up. Fins up. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 